This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, hey, friends, this is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to another episode of Courage Cast. Today, I have a very special guest, and we're going to do three parts of an interview with Louisa Crane. Louisa Crane was really courageous community. Uh, she's the only admin of the courageous community, and she's one of our biggest advocates, one of my biggest advocates, and I'm really grateful for her. And I got to sit down with her and understand her story. So here it is, my first part of my three-part conversation with Louisa Crane. Well, I am incredibly excited and honored to have the one and only Louisa Crane on the podcast, the Courageous Community on the Courage Cast. Welcome, Louisa. Thank you. I don't know about the one and only, but I'm very honored and uh, humbled to be here. So thank you. Well, you're the only one that I know. And, uh, and I'm <laughs> grateful for you and grateful for what you've done to help build the courageous community. You've, you've invited hundreds of people into the courageous community. So it's, it's only uh, fitting that I've got you who's one of probably the original member. Uh, and really, I think the only admin I'm the only admin in the courageous community other than me and my wife. So Awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love to be part of the community. It's blessed me and it came into a time in my life that I really, really needed some courage. And so um, when I see something that's a blessing, I love to share it with as many people as possible. So thank you. Yeah. Well, um, so I wanted to have you on uh, because you have shared a little bit with me, a little bit of your story with me. Uh, and uh, some people on on the Courage that listen to the Courage cast know about it, but most people don't. And I, I really wanted you to come on and share... Well, I've been asking people in the community to share a story of courage, share their own personal story. Um, and uh, so far, several people have contacted me, um, but um, and I've got that SpeakPipe app on there, but it's only 90 seconds that people get to record. So I'm not sure how I'm going to use yeah. that. It's not enough time because we'll probably talk for a good you know, 20 minutes here. Um, so, Louisa, sure. Louisa, where do you want to start with your stories? Tell me, um, tell me your story. Start wherever you, wherever you want. Um, well, I'll tell a little bit about myself first, for those who don't know me. Um, I'm originally from Brazil. I was born in Brazil, but when we were four year, when I was four years old, my brother was two. My dad, he's a pastor. He received the calling to do mission work overseas. So, um, when we, when I was four, we moved to Taiwan and I lived there for almost 14 years. So that is kind of home to me. Huh. And yeah, so we lived there for 14 years. Um, I went to an American Christian school and really blessed to have that foundation and um, to grow up in a different community and came to Florida when I was 18 for college. Um, when I was 22, I met my um, husband at the time and um, got married, became a stepmom of two. We were then married for almost nine years, had three beautiful daughters together. Um, during that time, I also became a labor doula. So I'm very passionate about helping mamas give birth. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So I'm also a labor doula and um, to living in Spring Hill, Tennessee for three years, I was introduced to doTERRA where I became a wellness advocate and that has become my main focus for the last two and a half years. So I live in South Florida with my girls and um, 
There you go. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Well, that's fantastic. And so you make a you're you're you make a living with DoTerra essential oils, right? Absolutely. I never thought I would um, because my labor doula business always did really well, and it was always my main focus. But um, and I can that's a good transition a little bit into my story. Um, I started DoTerra just because I love the oils, like a lot of people, and. Um, I wasn't really sure why God kept fast forwarding my journey because I saw people working really hard that wanted the business and I didn't want the business, but God kept placing people in my life that did want the business. (laughs) And so I saw a paycheck coming in because of other people that were wanting it more than me. Mm -hmm. So I, I achieved some ranks very quickly within one year. I was what doTERRA is called a gold rank Uh within my one year anniversary. I had already achieved gold and I was making actually really good money for something that I was doing kind of in a laissez-faire manner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But God was really preparing me for what was coming because shortly after I hit gold, um, I also had just given birth to our third daughter and my marriage of almost nine years started crumbling. It really started falling apart quickly. It wasn't something that was a long, um, you know, things, signs that I could see that we weren't going in a good place. I thought we were in a good place. And kind of overnight, I was told, hey, I'm checking out of this marriage. I had a 12-week-old at home. Um, I had not been working for over a year. Um, And if I had not had doTERRA at that time, really, my life would have been in a dark, dark hole. Not that it wasn't, but financially, Mm -hmm. it gave me the security and stability to take care of myself. Um, Because of doTERRA, I was able to stay home with the kids. I was able to go to therapy. Um, I was in church as much as I wanted during the week, during the day, during the night. It was really the only healing moment for me was to be at church. Mm-hmm. And if Were I you... had like a nine to five job, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to make it. My, I would have gotten fired for sure. Cause I was a mess, 12 week old baby at home. And then yeah. a husband telling you they're walking out. It was definitely very devastating. Are you so. in, Were you in Florida then at that point? I was in Florida. Yes, I was living in Wellington, Florida. We had just moved as well from Tennessee. So I had an unpacked house, (laughs) new baby, and now no marriage. So doTERRA was really the only thing that, the one thing I didn't want, but God had started setting aside for me a team that I was going to need very much, Mm -hmm. was the one thing that I knew I could count on, which is kind of funny how God works. Tell me, is there anything else that you want to, I mean, so your marriage was falling apart and your and your husband at that time just said I'm done uh this is too much for me um and yeah. uh did and you were pretty much alone and did you move because of his job Correct we moved because of his job from Tennessee to Florida mm-hmm. um and it didn't really work out um he checked out also because there was a third person involved um he was he had started seeing somebody else and unfortunately when he started seeing that other person, she, she found herself pregnant. Mm. So now I was dealing with um, a marriage that I was fasting for and hoping that maybe God would bring him back. But unfortunately, now because he had started a new family, he chose that family over our family. Mm. So the betrayal and the rejection was on so many levels um, that it was quite um, impossible to deal with. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I am a big journaler. I journal a lot every day, every day. And I look back at the journals. I actually looked at my journals before I did this podcast today. And all the lessons and all the beauty and all the rawness that I and intimacy that I found with God during that time 
I almost don't want to take it back. I almost am grateful for everything I went through because some lessons that I really needed to learn in life about forgiveness and grace and about acceptance and gaining perspective and really taking inventory and what was going on in my life at the time wouldn't have happened if I had not gone through that storm and if I hadn't gone through the very worst season of my life. And I look at my journals now and they're so pale in comparison to what God spoke to my heart during that time. Mm. Um, So it's funny how those storms take us to such intimacy and then we're almost grateful that we went through it, you know? Yeah. Tell me, tell me some of those raw emotions. Tell me some of the, all of the things that you were feeling, honestly, uh, right at that moment when you first learned that your husband wanted to leave you, uh, you realized that he was having an affair and um, that, that he was going going to have a baby with this woman. What what were yeah. all of those feelings right at that kind of that moment? Those first, I don't know how long you were kind of were you stuck in in a rut of of emotional you know hell so to speak or what was that like for you? Yeah, I would say there was nine months of definitely hell on earth. Um, I had a girlfriend that came over one day to visit me, and she was helping me downstairs with the kids and I was upstairs crying. And she said, your cries to me didn't even sound like cries. They just sounded like roars. It was this raw roar that was coming out of you that I almost didn't, I didn't know to go upstairs or go downstairs. And I think that was my life for nine months really until I started seeing a little bit of a light. But I remember my main, my main emotions were why God, because I felt very innocent. And I just felt like I just was never going to be enough because Mm. I felt like I had been a good wife. I wasn't perfect, but I had done the right things to find myself in a wrong situation. Um, But God brought the story of Joseph into my life. And I think I reread and reread the story of Joseph. I don't know, probably 500 times in those nine months. I'm being like being serious. And God gave me a scripture that I would love to share with you guys as well. That really, um, share, I feel like the emotions that I had, it's in first Peter two twenty two through 25. And it says, this is the kind of life you've been invited into the kind of life that Christ lived. He suffered everything that came his way. So you would know that it could be done and also know how to do it step by step. He never did one thing wrong. Not once said anything amiss. They called him every name in the book. He suffered in silence, content to let God set things right. He used his, his servant's body to carry our sins to the cross so we could be rid of sin, free to live the right way. His wounds became our healing. You were lost sheep with no idea who you were or where you were going, and now you're named and kept for good by the shepherd of your soul. Mm. And when I read that scripture, like, he did nothing wrong, yet he suffered for us so we would have a step-by-step guide on where to go. Mm. And most days I had no idea how I was going to get through the day. Um, truly I didn't, I, my kids got the very bare minimum, <laughs> but being fed, bathed sometimes and maybe a smile on my face. Um, but I really had a strong community of people that stood by me and really lifted me up in prayer and in fasting and providing meals and just sitting with me and letting me be. And I'm sure it got old sitting next to Debbie Downer, <laughs> but they <laughs> loved me enough to, to understand that my life had fallen apart. Um, and those, and slowly those feelings of rejection and being me telling myself I'm not enough and I will never be enough and questioning God, why started turning into understanding 
that he was preparing me for other things. Yeah. And that's why we go through the, those storms. And when I, my very first step of healing was acceptance. Mm-hmm. I can't change it. I don't understand. But if you're sovereign God, then I accept this. Mm-hmm. And now what's the next step? And then he taught me another lesson. The next one was gaining perspective. What can I learn from this? And once I learned that lesson, then the next one was taking inventory. Where was my part in this? And then the next step. And I mean, every time he kept teaching me a new lesson and showing me enough so that I could take a step. Well, that's the end of part one of my three-part conversation with Louisa Crane. I hope that you are resonating with her story. I am uh, pretty blown away. I was blown away by what she shared with me. And and what you're going to hear in part two and part three is equally amazing. I think you'll... Um, get so much from this inspiration and motivation to be courageous in the midst of a very, very difficult time. And that's what I was hoping for when I asked everyone in the courageous community to share their story. And uh, so this is, uh, this is, I'm very excited to share this with you again, to build courage into you in your day. Well, that's it for me, friends. I'll be back again on the next episode of Courage Cast. <laughs> <laughs>